News Network. Maybe the scariest thing there is today is truth in media, especially the news. Get not only the news, but the truth in the news and nothing else. From TNN, the Truth News Network. Without the other guy's spin, here's your host, Dan Newman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Truth News Network, a special continuation today of yesterday's story, What, Who, and Why. Today, the answers to all of that. What's going on in our nation? Who is responsible for all of what's happening? And why are they doing it? We are tackling these questions with their answers today. You know, I'm beyond being concerned about D.C., All Americans are beyond just being concerned. Fear, anger, disbelief, even hatred have overtaken the normal American emotions regarding their government. Caution and concern. Buckle up for this conversation. You will and temperament will be challenged. So what's going on? First, let's look at the economy. Let's face it. There's no way an entity with hundreds of thousands or more of employees with several trillion dollars with which to operate annually is not attacked with constant attempts of corruption from the outside and from within. You may ask, how many federal employees could there possibly be? The numbers will blow your mind. In the executive department, civilian employee count. 2,674,353. The Department of Defense, 1,352,081. Homeland Security, 41,460. Environmental Protection Agency, 7,060. Uniformed Military, 1,400,601. The Legislative Branch, 33,530. The judicial branch, 33,541. The total U.S. government employee count, 4,142,025. Those 2018 numbers came from the Office of Personnel Management, the OPM. How much money is spent on and by these 4.142 federal employees. $4.4 trillion. That's per the 2019 fiscal year official federal budget. How much money is collected from all sources by the federal government? Remember, $4.4 trillion spent. $3.4 trillion is collected by the government per the 2019 fiscal year official federal budget. Any way you add it up, this government is at worst destined for non-stop corruption, which allows open doors to blackmail, criminal activities of every kind, malfeasance, and political mischief. It's happened and is happening every day. Let's look at waste. We'll stipulate there's U.S. government financial evils of unfathomable proportions and talk about something else that is often left unmentioned. 
purposeful waste. Ever hear of earmarks and government pork projects? The Bipartisan Budget Act, the BBA of 2018, was approved on February 8, 2018. This legislation obliterated the spending caps set in the 2011 Budget Control Act, the BCA, and increased spending by $143 billion, or 13.4%, in fiscal year 2018, compared to fiscal, uh, fiscal year 2017. Citizens Against Government Waste 2018 Congressional Pig Book exposes 232 earmarks in fiscal year 2018, an increase of 42.3% from the 163 earmarks in fiscal year 2017. The cost of earmarks in 2018, $14.7 billion, an increase of 116.2%. From the $6.8 billion in 2017, or nearly nine times greater than the increase in discretionary spending. The only other time the cost has at least doubled was fiscal years 1992 and 1993. Since 1991, the CAGW has identified 110,861 earmarks costing $344.5 billion. Just imagine what could be done with all that waste if put to public use. After all, every dollar listed above lost in waste is a dollar that came from U.S. taxpayers. Let's move forward to look at elections. We just completed another round of really contentious midterm elections. Do you remember a time in your life when there was so much hate and anger surrounding every part of our elections? Campaigning has become an industry unto itself, with several billion dollars of contributions at stake every election cycle. Think for a moment of the ancillary support that goes into a national election. Transportation, advertising and promotion, hotel motel services, printing, food and beverage, entertainment, broadcasting, and that list goes on and on and on. And even that list is nowhere near complete. For decades from every election cycle, there are reports of election fraud. But political pundits on both sides continue to denounce those who claim election cheating. Until today, it has been revealed and confirmed and election charges have been made that California election fraud was real. Election proponents were caught red-handed paying street vagrants to fraudulently sign election ballots. That was a sting operation that verified it. And there is rampant probabilities of fraud in numerous other elections. Candidates receiving tens of thousands of votes more in one election than did a member of their same party in the same statewide election running for another office making the vote totals in each of these races far outside the numbers that are even possible. That happened in multiple races in multiple states. Investigations are still underway. Remember this? President Obama famously denounced then-candidate Donald Trump for warning Americans to be wary during the 2016 election, predicting possible and even probable election fraud. 
Obama stated that, quote, no reasonable person could possibly believe anyone could tamper with the U.S. election or in any way impact results. Obama said that following his being told by his own FBI and CIA directors that the Russians had for years made credible attempts to hack into U.S. elections and were certainly going to continue to do so, even in the 2016 election. We know with almost certainty that elections have included people voting illegally. Several states have started giving voting rights to non-citizens. Supposedly, those voters are to vote in only state and or local elections. But who thinks that, at least in some cases, those non-citizens are accidentally allowed to vote in federal elections? Most elections, think about it, include local, state, and federal voting in the same voting booth at the same time. Who realistically thinks that polling officials segregate ballots in advance of voting to assure illegal voting in these cases does not occur? The Justice Department. Where to begin that discussion about the DOJ? Well, let's start at the top. Obama Attorney General Loretta Lynch is set to testify before Congress about multiple improprieties that occurred in the DOJ under her watch. James Comey, former FBI director, has rejected a subpoena from Congress to appear again to testify in a closed session. Former Assistant FBI Director Andrew McCabe was fired and faces criminal charges for felonies regarding classified information mishandling. And the list of terminated DOJ officials goes on and on. Americans shudder to think that the once premier law enforcement agency in the world is in shambles. The acting attorney general, Rod Rosenstein, is himself embroiled in multiple scandals. He's accused of wrongdoing in the Mueller probe, even in his appointment of Mueller as special investigator. One major pending investigation is regarding possible illegal representations made by Rosenstein and Comey in their initial FISA applications and subsequent renewals made to the FISA court to obtain warrants to approve FBI surveillance of Trump campaign officials, purportedly to uncover alleged collusion with the Russians during the 2016 election. Justice Department Inspector General Michael Horowitz has issued one scathing report already of FBI wrongdoing and mishandling of the Clinton email investigation. A second report from an additional Horowitz investigation is expected at any time. All told, more than 20 top-level FBI and DOJ officials have either been fired, determined to retire rather than face charges, or have been demoted as misdeed after misdeed are revealed. The Obama DOJ will almost certainly go down in history as the most corrupt Department of Justice in any presidential administration. Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation. Who needs to hear more about Hillary's email gate? I certainly don't need to discuss it here, although it is important to note that former AG Jeff Sessions authorized federal prosecutor Jim Huber to reopen the Clinton email investigation that James Coby, when FBI director, ended. Horowitz is authorized to use any resources necessary to ferret out the truth. 
It is anticipated findings of the Huber investigation are pending and that indictments are probable. It is likely that Clinton Foundation wrongdoing and soliciting Foundation contributions will be exposed in that Horowitz investigation too. This wrongdoing is likely to include millions of dollars taken from multiple foreign countries and entities, illegal co-mingling of Foundation gifts with Clinton campaign funds, and a purported pay-for-play scheme perpetrated to obtain huge contribution for the Foundation with promises of access to Ms. Clinton once she was elected president. And then the Mueller probe. We all know the almost certain unethical appointment of Mueller to investigate the Trump campaign. Rosenstein and the Mueller appointment violated multiple contingencies detailed in the special investigator law, chiefly related to Rosenstein's personal conflicts of interest in doing so. That is just the beginning. Many more have been added to the list of issues of the probe. No need for us to detail them here. They're trumpeted almost daily in national news. And then there's immigration front and center in all of our heads today. Even as I write this, we face an imminent international conflict at our southern border. That first Central American caravan and the second have arrived, demanding entry to the United States. No one has yet to successfully explain the continued allowance of these and other illegals' entry into the U.S. Illegal is the applicable term for this conversation. Federal immigration laws are clear. There are specific steps all foreigners must take in immigration to achieve authorization to enter the U.S. No one today has any real concept of the actual number of illegals that have entered the U.S. already. Add to that the numbers of those who initially obtained legal status, but who have overstayed their visas and are now here illegally. Estimates are on the low side and start at 10 million. Many immigration experts put that number closer to 30 million. The number, though material, is irrelevant to our conversation today. All of them are here illegally. Kudos, however, to those approximate 12 million immigrants who spent the time, effort, and money to follow the processes of the law to obtain and maintain legal status in the United States. And then the mainstream media. Who can now argue that the mainstream media is complicit in the battles playing out daily throughout the American political system? Never before in my lifetime has the American media been so involved in not reporting the news, but interpreting the news in specific political agenda fashion. It is obvious to most that the MSM has weaponized itself to attack nonstop the conservative agenda of the Trump administration and now all conservatives in America. And their attacks are relentless. Media outlets of broadcast print and online are entrenched in 24-7 militant efforts to undermine President Trump. They demean his every action and every proposed action, denigrate him personally, along with every member of his family, as well as any and all who participate in any role in the Trump administration. The mainstream media has literally abandoned all semblance of reporting 
and have now unofficially become a weaponized arm of the Democrat Party. And no one even tries to hide it anymore. Yes, there are those that take issue with me for saying that, but doing so at this point is pure hypocrisy. No reasonable person can argue that the nonpartisan analysis of mainstream media news reporting about the president and his administration is 90 to 95% negative. Those numbers come from nonpartisan outfits. That fact is undeniable. Then, the judiciary. As evidenced by the overturn of 68% of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals rulings appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, the judiciary is in large part in the tank for the deep state. Federal judges have insulated themselves from the realities of the law through unrealistic interpretations, not of the laws, but of the state of mind held by the framers of the U.S. Constitution. Now, how could anybody know what was going on in someone's mind when they wrote a law 200 years ago. Doing so is ridiculous and is only for political purposes. Folks, we still have the why and who, and they're just ahead. Sit tight. Right back at the Truth News Network. Subway Restaurant Storytime Theater proudly presents Jack and the Beanstalk. Fee, fi, fo, fum. I smell the... I, I smell, uh, something delicious. Hey, little fella, what you got there? Oh, this? It's the big hot pastrami sub from Subway Restaurants. Mmm, that does look tasty. It sure is. Climbing that beanstalk out there makes you hungry. Uh, you mind if I have a bite? Sure! I'll trade you for that goose over there with the golden eggs. You got a deal! Hungry for something big? Then pick up a big hot pastrami sub from Subway Restaurants. Layer upon layer of delicious hot pastrami stacked high and toasted to flavorful perfection on freshly baked bread. Topped with pickles, mustard, and melted Swiss cheese, it's the perfect way to satisfy any giant-sized appetite. Big Hot Pastrami available at participating restaurants for a limited time only. See restaurants for details. Subway. Eat fresh. TNN. When only the truth will do. TNN. The Truth News Network. And back to our story today, finding the what, the why, and the who. And we're at the why. You know, there must be an agenda. And that agenda must be purpose-driven. It has become virtually crystal clear that the purpose is the reinstatement and permanent maintenance of the deep state control of the U.S. government. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. You've heard me say that before. But facts always bear out the truth. If you still question the legitimacy and even the existence of the deep state, read former Congressman Jason Chavitz's book, The Deep State. In it, he chronicles specific proof for all of the incidents of deep state intrusion into American government he dealt with while in congressional leadership during the Obama administration and the early part of the Trump administration. The examples and their proof are hair-raising. The why answer for all of the above is simple. The deep state was foiled in their certain attempt to perpetuate their power agenda, initiated first with the election of Obama, and extended with his second term. 
that with certainty it would not only survive eight more years under Hillary Clinton, but would reset the heretofore representative republic form of American government to the only reasonable political system with which they identify totalitarianism disguised as socialism. Obama started it. Hillary was to expand it. The why is not a quest for money, but a quest for power and control. With power, all things are attainable. With power, control and permanent control is inevitable. Simply walk through the possibilities for all of the what items I detailed above, and then after considering each one individually, ask yourself, why? You will certainly understand the obvious answer is power. With ultimate and overall power in government, anything and everything becomes possible. Deep state members are literally consumed in their quest for power. And one can see in this explanation why so much chaos and anger and hatred is continuously vomited onto every American by the purveyors whose very breath tomorrow is dependent on regaining pure power in America. So, we're all the way down to the big one. Who? Let's get right to the point in this summary. Who or what could possibly be at the root of this deep state quest for power? Is it a person, a group, a company, a branch of government? The explanations for who have been explosive, and they have included names from Barack Obama to George Soros, from Bill Clinton to Vladimir Putin, even from Nancy Pelosi to Jeff Bezos. But to puzzle to the answer... Ask yourself this question. Who currently owns the power to initiate and fulfill the process to control all? Taking all power requires the ability to impact and change law, control elections, tell the mainstream media what to say and what not to say, control the military to prevent a possible coup in a government overthrow and to garner benign approval for doing all of the above from the American people. Have you figured it out yet? The United States Congress. The Congress is the only entity or individuals that can pass laws to make processes necessary to make these changes legal, fund any and all necessary spending for these changes, elect leadership across party lines to facilitate taking permanent power and maintaining it in perpetuity. Prosecute all those who stand against these objectives using all necessary resources to do so. Through prosecutions, easily destroy their opponents through exhaustive and never-ending litigation, both civil and criminal. Dismantle all treaties and foreign agreements to ease the deep state's ability to maximize its power over foreign foes. Create new treaties and foreign agreements to enhance domination in foreign markets and to control world trade. Abolish all immigration laws. Open both American borders to mass immigration, which would initially initiate the dismantling 
of the federal election system. That would allow deep state members to, in perpetuity, control every part of government. Create a ruling class of Americans to control every aspect of all Americans' lives. Establish a state of existence in which government owns all, controls all, and punishes all who disagree with whatever the government finds necessary to maintain its desired status, doing so in total disregard of existing law. Speaking of laws, they'll terminate the U.S. Constitution with all of its protections for Americans' rights. What is becoming more and more evident is that this process, which is the truest form of anarchy, has already been seeded through our political, economic, social, and educational systems. How else could the American public devolve so rapidly from being true capitalists who depend on the rule of law to a nation of self-labeled progressives who care for nothing but total domination. Folks, that seeded ground is fertile and it is rapidly producing its fruit. We are witnessing the demise of the most powerful nation on earth and in world history. It's happening right in front of us. That's a wrap on our story today. Not a happy one, not a pleasant one, but a truthful one based on facts. I encourage you to download today's podcast, download the story, share it freely. Please give it to people you know or send them the link to today's story at www.truthnewsnet.org. As usual, thank you for joining us. We never take you for granted at the Truth News Network. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day, and thanks for joining us. So long, everybody. Just because you think something's right doesn't mean it's right. Just because you think something's wrong doesn't mean it's wrong. But always get the truth about right and wrong here at TNN, the Truth News Network.